0: what's up legends welcome to episode number three Uh, today i wanted to dive in and talk about motivation i know i come across a few people here and there and they're always kind of like you know scott you're always on the go um and i feel like you know they think i'm a fairly motivated person and i think that a lot of people do feel um it's like me if I look at someone and they're motivated I want to know what they're doing I want to know what their routines are um, a lot of people I think um, you know would look at other people and people like me and think you know that I'm just naturally motivated where you know it's super it's, it's like a it's like a skill um, and it's something that needs work every single day it's like exercise you know for you to get fit you just can't think about being fit you have to go and put the work in and it's the same with motivation you know you've got to go and put the work in um to become motivated and rather than well, exercise is definitely one to stay motivated but um you know if you want to if you want to keep moving forward and, and continuously uh being motivated throughout business um not only do you need to exercise but you need to be um researching you need to be reading you need to be working on yourself you need to be working on your business and um you need to have routines in order and that's how i found myself becoming more motivated i'm going to tell you guys one thing that that really you know sparks my motivation and um that's starting new businesses so for me i currently have three companies one's um, a gym one's a smoothie bowl company which we franchise. we've got four stores That or our four store coming next year and um, you know, our goal is to drive this thing and be the biggest smoothie bowl, um, smoothie bowl franchise in Australia. And um, the third one is a supplement company. So they all fall under the health umbrella. And um, the way that I find my motivation is by starting new businesses. So. It's always throwing myself in the deep end. Now to give you guys a bit of a backstory, when I was going through school, I was never a motivated kid. I actually finished my HSC. I was pretty, I was a bit of a lost cause and a bit of a rat bag through school. Finished my HSC, didn't even open it because I knew it would be terrible. It was like, I was the kid that copied everyone, but I was a massive daydreamer. I would always be thinking and and I, I was fairly creative. And um, I've always been kind of a bit hundred miles an hour as well and um you know I was all about creating and if I found the love for something I would be a bit obsessed over it until I completed it or um I felt that I'd um you know stretched out my creative levels that much that I just couldn't put any more time and energy and got sick of it and then moved on to the next thing and I feel that's what happens with business um you know that's why I kind of I like starting new businesses because I fall in love with the process. I fall in love with the products. I fall in love with, with um, you know, the way it makes me feel, and it brings back that fire in my belly every time I do it. And and so once I left, once I left school, I didn't have any skill set really. I never listened, okay, and um, just terrible. Even my grammar right now, like even me typing grammar, I've always got to get my partner to look over everything because it's absolutely shocking um but you know half the reason i'm doing this these podcasts is because there's so many people out there like me um you know that are going through um something that i went through previously and i want to get into this now but that was when i left school i really was a lost cause i had no money um i tried to work for someone in a surf shop uh, throughout um school I didn't really last long because i was you know i was being told what to do and that that's fine but you know i'd in the surf shop you've got targets that you have to meet so it might be like three thousand dollars a day that you have to sell and you know for me it was i was putting on this fake persona to sell someone um you know a, a surfboard or to sell someone a pair of shoes and i was just trying to be someone that i, I really wasn't and it kind of made me feel like a failure so i um and ended up just you know not being rostered on anymore and then obviously without being rostered on it's like the nice way of saying you are fired so When um, that all happened I then decided you know what when I finish school in my HSC um, I'm going to go out on my own I'm going to start a lawn mowing business and the reason why I want to start a lawn mowing business is because I love I love the fitness aspect of mowing lawns. I'm a bit of a perfectionist as well and I did my mum and, and dad's lawn and now I always used to just get the edges right and just you know look back at it and I was satisfied. It was like an hour of like a bit of a grind, pushing the mower and then you could look back at it and go like, how good's this? This looks amazing. So I became a bit of a perfectionist and I knew that I was good at it. So I started the lawn mowing business and um, lasted about two years because I was more treating it as a freedom. I wasn't really motivated. I was more just doing it because I knew that I could do it and it was something that that just gave me a little bit of a joy. It definitely wasn't a passion or anything. I just knew nothing else that I could dive into and start a business. So landscape maintenance was one. And what happened there was after two years, I remember being down at the pub. It was literally just supporting my partying life um, when I was 18, 19, and then 20. And we went down to the pub and I saw my mate putting money in the ATM and he walked off with his cash and I spat out his receipt and there was like, You know there was like maybe six or seven grand in on his account like you know it comes out and it shows you how much money he had the balance and i was like in mine there was like you know i was living week to week hard there was like you know 20 bucks and i was that guy where you know i would have to count okay i've got six um six drinks left tonight then that's it you know and if i had those six drinks i would have no money left for the sunday and yeah it was a real it was a real punish and then I thought, you know what, I can't keep supporting my lifestyle running on these minimum, um, you know, these minimum um, funds that were coming in from my garden maintenance. And it wasn't that it wasn't becoming big; it was just I had no motivation to grow it. And there'd be clients. A surf would be good. I'd have clients say, "Scott, are you free today?" And they'd be like, "Oh no, no, I'm, I'm booked out till next week." And then they'd obviously go and find someone else. So it was just, you know, just was not great. So then I thought, you know what. I'm going to go get a boss and i'm going to try and um enjoy it and so i approached a landscaping company they got back to me they said yep you're on we're going to put you through an apprenticeship i was like perfect this is good this is kind of what everyone wants you know go through get an apprenticeship get a trade behind you and then you're pretty much set for life well i lasted three years i was doing my um my apprenticeship i lasted three years and i for two and a half years i suffered like depression i literally hated what i was doing i had no drive to go to work i absolutely dreaded it i was that guy that you know when sunday hits i just went into absolute meltdown like i couldn't comprehend that i was i had five days of work ahead of me where i had to get up and slave my ass off uh being a landscaper and i just couldn't deal with it and then i spiraled a bit out of control and um Towards the back end of that, I've always been into exercise and I've always, um, I was doing Muay Thai, so kickboxing for a long time and towards the back end of it, um, I was getting really into my training and um, one day I just went up to my boss and I said, look, I'm sick. Um, I've got to go home and like literally just said it like that and he's like okay no worries and i kind of think he knew that i was taking the piss and then i just never went back and when i got home i saved up four thousand bucks and um booked a ticket to Twiland um for four months so i went over there for four months um did not go back to work there obviously went over there um joined up in a muay thai camp so the ticket that i booked it was like um it was two months of that where I was staying was in a Muay Thai gym just on the outskirts of the gym. So literally I would open the door and step straight into a gym. And um, the remaining two months, I just rented a place and I more done it because I was in a space where I was so lost. I needed to step outside, like step outside of my bubble that I was in, to try and work out where the fuck I was going and my direction. So, and I had no idea. I just knew that I needed to go there and just exercise, become sober for four months, uh, look after my body and just enjoy the whole whole experience, which I did. So went over there definitely the first week, I was oh, the first couple of days I was real rattled. I was like, you know, second guess myself. Should I book, should I fly back home? Like what's going on? And then... I started to find a routine, so I was training, you know, twice a day, uh, sometimes three times a day. Like wake up, kickbox, go to breakfast, come back, weights, go back, lunch, come back, do sparring, and kind of got into that vicious cycle, and it was just routine for me. And like I'd never been so into routine until I went to Thailand. It got me like I was just like a robot, and I was absolutely loving it because it was something that I enjoy. Like I've been exercising my whole life, and Bit of an adrenaline junkie as well so i was just loving it and um then i started um exercising in the gym and I'd, I'd be throwing weights around and doing burpees and doing all this stuff and and some people would come up to me because there's a weight section in the actual gym and some people were like oh hey man uh can we jump in so there was people from all around the world this place and um i was like yeah yeah sweet and then i'd basically tell them okay you're going to stand over there and do that i'm going to do this you're going to do that that guy you're going to go over there and, and hit the bag for for 30 seconds hard out or whatever. And um, we started doing it and then they're kind of like, you know what, we'll uh, we'll come back again tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. So we got into this kind of little training routine where everyone was just working together and um, you know, it was really good. And then someone asked, someone said to me, someone said, so are you a personal trainer? And I was like, nah, I'm not actually. And they're like, oh, you should do personal training when you go back. So from that day, I was like, Okay, no worries. I'm gonna I'm gonna blitz it. This is something that I love. Went back um back to Australia after four months living in Thailand and um just scored a job again in the um um lawn mowing kind of business. But it was on a cypress called Cypress Lake, so it was just basically maintaining lawns and all that. I did that for a year because as soon as I got home, the first thing I did was enroll myself in into night tafe. So again, I put myself back into something that I knew and I knew that it was relatively good at and that was just maintaining lawns and gardens and and pruning and hedging. So I did that, which then funded my TAFE course, which then I learned, but I was that excited that about doing this, that I didn't even worry about about the whole me being back at doing the garden maintenance. It was was on a golf course. I was just literally there every single day uh, well Monday to Friday and it was cruisy days and it was great so knocked out the course and um then i became a membership consultant started selling memberships so i started learning the ropes on selling memberships how do you sell people how do you sign people up and i kind of as you're a membership consultant you kind of um you're running your own show it's up to you to hit your um kpi so it's up to you to sell the memberships. so You know, I started selling, you know, all these memberships and um, I was doing really well for the business, but the beauty of this was the manager was like, you just sell the memberships. I don't care how you do it, just sell the memberships. And then I was like, okay, so this kind of feels like it's my own business right now. I've just got to sign people up. That's all I have to do. And mind you, I was doing all this because I was still completing my certificate three and four in fitness. Um back then it was done through TAFE, and it took like took I think a year and a bit just over a year And I thought you know what if I take myself out of this landscape business now And I weave myself into membership. I will into a commercial space. I will learn a lot about Business I will learn a lot about gyms. I'll learn a lot about you know, how to sell and sign people up And i thought it was just a great stepping stone because the next step for there was me to go on the floor and become a pt and then start pting all these people in the gym and uh went in there and then um the manager's like okay you need to just sell these memberships he gave me a script and basically said use this script and i was like okay no worries and this is when i knew that you know i would never have another boss again is because i walked out the door and i screwed the script up and i chucked it straight in the bin I started walking around. And I started, you know, t- approaching people and, you know, talking to people, bringing those people back to the gym and going, "Look, I'll, you know, do you want a membership here? I'll help you out if you sign up. I'll come train with you." So people were like, "You know, I've never been in a gym before, and um, I'm scared of gyms." I was like, "Yeah, don't worry. You come, you sign up to this joint. I'll just train with you because I love it and I've, I generally loved exercise and I loved seeing people trained and I was like." This is my forever. This is my, I love it. So I was smashing all these memberships and um, manager was like, well, how are you doing this? I'm like, I'm literally just signing them up and then training with them and making them feel, you know, a part of this place. And I was passionate because when people spoke about the gym that I was working at, I felt like it was my gym as well because I was training all these members that I was signing up and I wasn't even a PT yet, but I was just training with them. Legally, I'm allowed to do that because... Um, I'm exercising. I'm like, hey, bro, you jump in with me and we'll just do it. Same thing what, what I was doing in Thailand. And then from there, um, I ventured into being a PT um, after about, you know, eight months or something as a membership consultant. And then, um, and then the manager was like, okay, Scott, yep, you're on the floor now. And uh, it's $350 a week. So you've got to pay the facility $350. Now, I just started my PT business and already I've got an overhead, which is $350. And I was thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? If I don't get one client, I'm going to be down $350 and it's not going to be a good start. So I started thinking and I was like, okay, um, mind you, I um, I had four weeks free rent. So I did have four weeks free but you know what, I, I don't know why I did it, but I said, no, put me on full rent right now. Put me on full rent because I knew that if I had full rent, I would like really hustle and make this shit work. And I'd found my motivation. So put me on full rent and um, the next day, and I was like, okay, we got to go a light bulb sparked, All right. So when I done that, a light bulb just went ding, and I was, I went back to the manager and I said, "Oi, oh, send me a printout of everyone that has not been in this gym for the last three months." And he goes, "Why? What are you gonna do?" And I said, "Just print them out." And he literally gave me a hundred. Like this this um, joint that I was at had like six thousand members, and I think he gave me like three thousand three thousand people. And then when he gave me that, I kind of I felt I know it was almost like holy shit i know what i'm doing i i I put myself in this position i found this motivation of i can't let this down because i've take it back all the way to thailand i just remember that one person saying to me you know you got to get into pt and then i've worked two years to finally get to this position i have to make it work and i felt this overwhelming sense of like okay i'm fucking doing it like it's happening so i got these got these sheets of paper about three thousand people on this on this bit of paper went upstairs in the office and called every single person on the sheet of paper to the point where i had 60 clients in the first week and um it was insane so i literally just called the people up and i said hey like my name's scott i noticed that you haven't been in the gym for like three months what's going on there was no sales pitch like I don't do any sales at all I'm I'm just a gen I just like to be genuine it's either you want it or you don't I'm not gonna try and sell you into something that you don't want Um, mind you back then I I don't think I mentioned is when he gave me the script as I mentioned earlier I chucked it straight in the bin because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell anyone something off a script and I was just genuine to these people that I called notice you haven't been in the gym and you want to come in for for a session what we'll do we'll just do a free one-on-one i'm happy to help you out and um yeah we we got that happening you know i got a lot of people the gym that i was at was in gosford a bit of a rundown area so there was people that i was calling up that you know suffered from a lot of mental illness and um you know, I was quite sad actually because I was doing these free sessions and then some people would come up to me after and they'd be like, you know, oh, they have you got that guy, like he's like the worst guy. But genuinely he was he was actually a nice person. He just needed help. I was happy to do this shit for free. And um, I almost inspired, you know, pretty much all the PTs in there. And I said to the manager, Don't give out the sheet. And and he's like, No, 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 I'll just keep this between you and I. Anyway, walk in there about a week later. Because I was like, okay, I need to get more people. I need to get more leads on. And um, yeah, there was no more sheets left. And I looked up upstairs and everyone had the sheets doing the exact same thing as what I was doing. So then I was like, you know what? I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of this place because um, it's a little bit toxic now. I felt that, you know, everyone was, was trying to compete then. Like I was setting my own path and everyone was trying to compete against, you know, what I was trying to do. And it just wasn't a nice vibe anymore. So... I then decided what what's the next biggest thing to find my motivation. The next biggest thing is running your own gym, is starting your own space, and I I was I was very motivated because I was very driven throughout those years in my PT. So mind you, I was only do, I was only in there for two years in that gym doing that. So my third year, that's when I started my gym. But I felt that you know I need to I need to have that setback where I put myself into fear and then I need to find my motivation to... It's like an elastic band, you know, you get pulled back and then you're going to get slingshotted. So I needed to go and get pulled back so then I could slingshot. And for me, I was kind of headbutt and sealing it where I was. I started to think about my future. Um, I was doing over... By the end of it, I was doing over 60 one-on-one sessions a week. money was great, but then I started to realise I had no time. I was doing 60-plus hours a week, had no time. I was like investing all my time into my clients, I was getting run down. And again, the money was great, but it wasn't something that that motivated me. I started losing by my 15th client of the day. I had no energy to give and I was thinking, you know, I can't keep doing this. So went into the gym and then um, started up the gym. Again, it's all about putting yourself back into That state of fight or flight which when i opened the gym there was i was so nervous that you know i was thinking to myself okay what if what if what if and sure enough um the way that i set this next one out is i just got a list i i got down a pen and paper so this is another way where motivation can really come in i got down a pen and paper and um i started to think okay what do i need to achieve here what's my break even? So if I start this gym, what am I gonna be happy with? What's my break even? And I wrote down from one to 60. And I I said to myself, if I can get 60 members in here, I'll be so happy. I'll be, you know, absolutely stoked. And this was about eight years ago and all I wanted was 60 members. So I wrote one to 60. And then I started, you know, just going into the gym, just training, inviting people in. Every time someone would sign up, I'd write down their name. And for me, it just showed that, you know, now not only do I need to put myself in positions where it's like that fight or flight, where I've really got to, you know, I've got to make it successful. I need, I can't let myself down. I've, I've invested too much energy to, to not keep going further and further. I put myself in that position And then the next step that I do is I write a list of of what I need to do for this thing to be successful. Because keep in mind, as you continue to grow, you kind of look back on your past and you think you've worked too hard to let this all come unstuck. So I wrote one to 60. Every time that someone joined up, I'd go home and I'd write down their name, say it was, you know, Shane. I'd write Shane and put the number. If someone cancelled In that 60 i'd cross them out and i'd have to fill that number so if it was like you know the 10th person that joined cancelled okay i have to go back before i can add another person i need to fill that gap and that was my true motivator because for me i just wanted 60 members and then to me that i was i would have been happy i could manage all these people and i could create the space that i envision and um did that over time and um yeah we started we've got um you know big numbers in there now i've got over 300 people in there um it's a 700 square meter 600 square meter facility and that's how we like it i've upped the membership prices and for me that's the membership that i'm that i'm happy with it doesn't need to be massive i don't need thousands i just need to be able to control that many members i don't need the stresses and that's my goal and then from there I was like, okay, I need to throw myself back in the deep end. How do I do that? And if you listen to podcast um, episode number two, I bought the warehouses. Well I spoke about I bought the second warehouse, but before that I bought the first warehouse. And then you know I've got now they've got the gyms and I've got the properties. And keep in mind these all come with stresses, but when you put yourself into these positions, you find motivation and You find within yourself these abilities to achieve what your mindset focuses on and from there after i bought the warehouses i thought you know what i want to start up another company with my partner l and i took it all the way back exactly how i started my pt we were traveling we love smoothie bowls we eat them for breakfast dessert lunch whatever we absolutely love them, and I've never been in the hospitality sec- sector at all. Never even worked in a cafe, but I just love making smoothie bowls at home. Elle and I would make them, make these bowls for each other, and we thought, you know what? Let's let's create a smoothie bowl company. Let's let's do this like legit, a proper smoothie bowl company, and we just do smoothie bowls and smoothies, and we do the best we can at smoothie bowls and smoothies. We found that cafes, you know, you can go to the cafe, you can get, um, you know, you can get your salads and um, your eggs benedict and your avocado and toast, all that. And then you, you get your uh, smoothie bowl, but it's usually fairly sloppy and there's not 100% effort going into your smoothie bowl because you've got efforts going into everything else, the coffee and all that, where we're 110% effort into our bowls that they're the best bowls that you'll ever come across. So we thought, how do we make the best bowls that people ever come across? We go and travel and we find out what the best places in the world are doing. So we did it, and for us, it was the vision, and then for us to go travel, we did the whole travel thing, and then it come. we come back, so we go to Portugal, we went to Bali, um, we went to, I literally ate smoothie bowls flat out for weeks. And you get to a point where you think to yourself, okay, I've just gone traveling, I've just spent all this money research, doing market research, and you know, we obviously had half a holiday as well, but a lot of the time was talking about smoothie bowls, what we loved about this one, what we hated about this one, what we loved about the bowl and and the feel of the cafe and, and everything that you get to a point and you think, okay, I can't let this fail. This needs to be successful because we've just traveled around the world to study and research smoothie bowls and it, if you think about it what I mentioned before about the whole time that when I was in Thailand to get from Thailand into PT and that I, I came too far to not succeed at it so did the exact same thing with um with Bola and came back and I locked in a Builder again locked in a Builder with with all the funds, you know put in a, a heap of cash to to build this section at the front of um, the warehouse that I own and make it this unique little spot as a test. So I calculated my risk because I own the building, I wouldn't have to pay rent and I'd be able to test this little system. We'd be able to work it out and see if it actually worked. It's in an industrial complex. Um, There's no passing traffic really or anything. And to be honest, we didn't really think, we thought it would work, but not to the extent it has worked and how successful it is at the moment. And um, we locked in the builder and we just went for it and that's what i was mentioning before is the whole you know we pulled ourselves back like that slingshot thing is you kind of like oh shit you're in that fight or flight you paid the money for everything and now you're like all right we're building a smoothie bowl bar I got no, no idea how to run a cafe never ran one before All worked in a cafe for a couple of months i think and um here we are in hospitality let's go and then the final company, guys, is the supplement company. Um, that actually was born through Bolarama. So you can kind of see there's like a bit of a trend where, you know, the gym, from the gym, evolved Bolarama. Then from Bolarama, evolved this supplement company. Now, the reason why is because through Bolarama, we decided to formulate our own protein, just being vanilla and chocolate. The reason why is because, uh, keep in mind that that Bolorama company is 100% percent plant based so it needed to be a vegan uh, protein. But we found that some of the vegan proteins on the market were too sweet, and they're quite expensive to add a scoop into, say, your smoothie bowl or your smoothie. So each scoop would cost around $1.50. Um, no one really co- would really come to the party when we try to get our cost down, so we thought, you know what, let's just formulate our own. So we worked in with um, food scientists and naturopaths and it was just back and forth for literally a year not only did we formulate our own protein um, we've formulated our own pre-workout and our greens powder with different flavors so it's been quite a large uh, a lengthy process but we're nearly there we're releasing it at the end of november hopefully fingers are crossed um great deal of effort's gone in But again, launching the supplement company for us, um, again, you know, doing something like just the protein is 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 like you know just kind of dipping your toe in the water. Where to actually range out and do different flavors as well as greens powders and um, and your pre workouts, it's kind of you know, again, you're putting yourself in that deep end, and you look back on things where. You've gone all this effort so the last year to get it where it is today, and you have no option but to to make it succeed. You know you've just used a year of your life, and you're gonna do everything you can to make it succeed. So, the biggest um the biggest kind of fear in this one is obviously the financial um, spend to get this one off the ground. It's, it's it's honestly by far it's it's um it's been the most expensive the most expensive one because you do have minimum order. Um, So minimum order on on one flavor is, you know, a thousand and that just might be for your ingredients and then you need the packaging. So, you know, if you've got chocolate and then vanilla and then a watermelon pre and then a, um, you know, a natural greens and then a chocolate greens and a vanilla greens, like it starts getting out there, you know. And, um, you know, for us, it's a massive financial risk, this one, but it's something that we've been working hard on Again, it's in line with um, it's in line with everything that I've done in my career over the past 10 years. It's all under that health umbrella, but it's always doing something that you feel that you can do better. And I find that when you get motivation, you become motivated because your product and you feel that your product is the best on the market. And um, yeah, that might sound a bit biased, but you're putting so much work and energy and effort into it becoming the best as what you possibly can make it that there is no kind of looking back. And I find that that's how my motivation's created is from putting myself into fear. I'm then forced not to let it go under, but then I'm also forced on creating habits while in that fear state. So, you know, if it's, it's like you running a marathon without a plan and not training for it, you know, you're going to sign up for the marathon and, You're going to compete in it but if you don't train you you don't have any other option but to exercise and to do all the training leading up to it because you know that if you don't do any of that it's going to fail and i feel it's very much so like we do a lot of challenges a lot of um you know six and eight week challenges and stuff and people are super motivated by that because you know they've signed up to the challenge they've paid their money they've committed to me um and my trainers that they're doing this for eight weeks and their accountability, they're not going to let us down, and if they do, it's going to be quite embarrassing. And they're probably fearful of that embarrassment, so they set up structures and routines so that um, you know they're on the path to success. And I feel um, there's many ways out there that you can you can find those, um, you can become motivated. But I'm just telling you guys, you know how I currently do it and what's working for me. And over the past ten years, it's got me to where I am today. And Um, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to pick up better habits but guys the biggest takeaway I feel I can give you today is putting yourself in positions um, in that fear where you know you left but no option to find the motivation to build the habits and the routines to come out the other end and create something very special and unique all right legends if you like this one let me know but um, I went over time 32 minutes cheers guys